Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. <laughs> We're going to be asking our panelists some questions here about a, uh, a theme, and you may be asking, what is the theme for tonight? Tonight, we're going to be recapping the last decade. So questions concerning anything from the last 10 years. Uh, I'm sure our panelists are all experts on the last 10 years, yes. correct? Yes. yes. I was alive. Oh, uh, great. Right. Let's uh, meet our team, uh, starting to my left. What was the team name over here? Uh, yes. Our team name is MCU, the Minions Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. And let's meet our individual players, starting on the far end, please. Uh, my name is Peter Williams, and I had two fillings today. <gasps> oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, next to him, uh, who, what's your name and how many fillings? My name is uh, Johnny O'Mara. I have not gotten any fillings recently, but my dentist did just tell me I can change my Invisalign every 10 days instead of every two weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. Promo code Johnny. <laughs> and uh, finally, our, our last panelist here, and any um, dental ailments? or? Um, no, my name is Jason. We met. Um, <laughs> I did have braces for four years, well, over four years for some reason. And then the woman that worked on my teeth that like changed the rubber bands or whatever the hell they do, um, <laughs> like two weeks later after I got that off, uh, my braces off, she died. <gasps> wow. So. If only you weren't so selfish. <laughs> If you had kept your braces on, she'd still be alive to this day. She was so happy for me, too. Wow. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you attend her funeral? I did not. Ungrateful. Well, she they, gave me balloons, though. Oh, that's... Spencer, she was really the, nice. The, the true test of Jason's character. What was her name? Uh, Cynthia. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Who knows? Now, let's meet our team to my right. Do we have a team name over here? We'll meet her a little, in a second. A we'll, we'll... little bit of a setup. Uh... Okay, great. I love a joke that requires yeah. a setup. You make me feel like I'm living a teenage stream. Teenage streams? Because yeah. teenagers stream, stream on the internet. Teens oh. in the or 20 I'm teens. Young. The joke is funnier when you explain it. Well, there we go. Much that, like most jokes. That means it wasn't <laughs> good. Teenage streams. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Let's meet our, our players, uh, starting with... No, I'm not, no jokes about Teenage Dreams. Uh, on the far right, please. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi. I have no dental problems because I was laid off two years ago and haven't gone to the dentist since then. Uh, I see. No, no news More is good coffee, news. More coffee, please. <laughs> uh, next to Sammy. Uh, hello, my name is Cynthia Kamak. I am not an orthodontist. I am alive. And... Um, <laughs> That's where I'm at. That is all. Okay. <laughs> and finally. Hello, my name is Heather Scholl. Uh, I have one filling, and it's because my adult tooth came in with a hole in it. <gasps> I have never gotten a cavity. That was my fault. Wow, so it's just like a preemptive cavity. Just yeah, that really that really stunk as a kid. <laughs> that <laughs> happened. All right, let's uh, let's start with the uh, a question for the team to my left, the uh, Minion Cinematic Universe. 
The uh, tens, as I like to call them, will also be known for killing the traditional music industry, mm-hmm. almost fully replacing physical or digital album purchases with streaming services that pay artists a fraction of what they used to make. It's also worth noting that this decade was the first since Billboard began publishing year-end lists for album sales back in 1956 that a band, in other words, uh, a group with more than one person, has not landed in the top 10 highest-selling albums of any year in the decade. So what I want to know is what artist topped the Billboard charts two years in a row during the 2010s with the exact same album? Okay, MCU, what artist topped the Billboard charts twice in a row with the same album in the 2010s? Uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry, okay. Oh, sure. Do, uh, since you are a big Katy Perry head, as we mm. know, what Teenage were the... Dreams. Teenage Dreams. Teenage oh, It's what? actually a Katy Parrot's head. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what album was it? I, yeah. I believe it was Teenage Dreams. Mm. Uh, well, mm. Mm. Trump, mm. as much as we love that album... Yeah, and uh, Katy Perry. Yeah, that, we don't think that's right. No. Okay, do you have any further questions to debunk oh, them? Well, absolutely. What were the songs? Well, uh, Teenage Dream. Uh-huh. And California Girl. <laughs> Can you sing the, the main part of California Girl? The Snoop Dogg part? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 please. Which please, is, please, yeah, please, the main please. part. Yeah. In, yeah, let's hear it. Incomplete. He comedy. definitely says uh, bikinis, no weenies. That's, yeah. <laughs> True. He that does say that. Jason, we met. If, if I were to look at your Spotify, what would be the most played song on, for in all of Spotify, the time you've had Spotify. Uh, Slow Ride by Foghat. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually believe. Is that true? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not true. I can't lie. That's true. You have a you have a stipulation. You cannot lie on no, this show. Cannot lie. If I do lie, I get shocked. <laughs> you do get shocked. We fit you with a collar, and we will be shocking you. Uh, Spencer, we think they are incorrect okay. or, or lying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, if they're lying, what's the true answer? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Oh, okay. Do you have an album just for my own edification? I, that's where I was like not sure. I was thinking 1989. Okay. Yeah, that's it's where Snoop Dogg sings "No Bikinis Got My Weenies." <laughs> sure, sure. In yes. my bikinis, no weenies. Snoop Dogg had a very busy year. Uh, you're you're kind of close to Taylor Swift in that her her deck or her, her album was named after when she was born. Uh, it was actually Adele. Oh. Right. Thing. That so checks out. It was her album Twenty One, uh, which uh, topped the charts in two thousand one and two thousand. Excuse me, two thousand eleven and twelve. And she also had the best selling album of uh, twenty fifteen with her album Twenty Five. It's easy to figure out what year it is because you just uh, take when Adele was born mm-hmm. and then you subtract ten, which is how you convert Fahrenheit to Celsius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Teenage Dreams. No, we love this man. Teenage Dreams is a question. This is about a question about Ken Bone. Do you you remember Ken Bone? Yes. Yes. Some people do. From the debates. Yes, Ken Bone was a guy who stood up and asked a question at a presidential debate who looked a little bit like Mario and Luigi's less successful older brother. Uh, he became a national obsession for a brief time. Uh, but Ken's mountain of sweaters and mustaches came crumbling down when he did a Reddit AMA, which is um, like an interview, uh, using his regular Reddit account. And intrepid Reddit users discovered an extensive history of Ken posting on pregnancy porn subreddits with comments such as, quote, beautiful human submarines. <laughs> which is neither here nor there. It's just interesting things that he has said. Uh, and I haven't gone a full week since without thinking about Ken Bone. <laughs> 
anyway, speaking of bones, what is the only bone in the human body not attached to another bone? Spencer, I think I hate you for using yellow submarine. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because of the human submarine. Beautiful human submarine. Yeah, I mean, that was actually the original name of the song before right. uh, Ringo demanded We all it. live yeah. in a human <laughs> submarine. <laughs> all right, Tina Streams, what do you think? What's the only bone in the body not attached to another bone? Cynthia got really excited about this to the point where she was shoving me and Heather away from the mic. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, it is the, the anvil of your, it's found in your ear, mm-hmm. um, and it just, it's a floating bone and it's named after you know the anvil from Acme yes what does it yeah. float in what what does it float in good question thank Flo- you Jason. it floats in flesh because it's not connected and to cartilage right like and all those cartilage piercings you get when you're sure. a teen and you're like I had a bad tennis match <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's just me maybe I would get like my coach would give me a hard time and I'd go get my ears pierced again how many times have you had your cartilage pierced after a, a bad tennis match uh, three, <laughs> and I've had zero. I don't play. Most tennis. of them closed up. And there's just one left. But yeah, that's the that's yeah, the answer. Anvil. <laughs> sure. Hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. I just I just want to say that you said this man looks like Mario. Sure. This man looks exactly <laughs> one thousand percent like my gastroenterologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Is and, he alive? Yeah. He is still alive. He's great. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Gian Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> sounds fake. That doesn't sound like Mario's fake. older brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to uh, learn about all the doctors in your life over the course of this yeah. show. J- Jason, is everything okay? Yeah. I've had colitis for 20 years now. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you should be getting your 20-year chip here pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it the anvil in the human ear? Uh, I don't think they're telling the truth. Okay. What do we think the real answer is? I know the real answer. <laughs> oh. Okay. Is the patella. What? what? Oh, interesting. And, and That's a tendon. <laughs> is the patella a tendon? Or is no, it? it is not a tendon. I, I n- at least know that, and I think I deserve some points for that. For knowing that it's not a tendon. <laughs> for knowing it's not a tendon. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you some points for that. Thank you. What? That, that, that reminds me, uh, Sammy, I owe you some points uh, because bef- a few days ago on the Facebook post, you asked for points, and so I'm obligated to give them to you. Oh. So I will g- I'll give you some points you earned for doing nothing except asking for them two days ago. I'm going to remember that for the next show. Can I have some dignity points for not being on Facebook? <laughs> well, oh, I will, but Johnny is also, I'm not, also on Facebook, not on Facebook. So that's going to be a wash, unfortunately. Can I have some points for back to when I played tennis in high school? My uh, knees swelled up because I had chondromalacia patella, which is common in teenagers when y- you get fluid around your kneecap. <laughs> okay, but that's... I do think the kneecap is connected to other bones. So uh, I think it is, too, because the actual answer, uh, I'm so surprised no one said this, uh, it's the hyoid. Oh, in, you your, know, the in hyoid. your throat. I'm sorry, where is it? It's in your throat, right? You're pretty close. I might think about giving you points for being just kind of close. Because you break it when you kill someone by punching them in the throat. <laughs> okay, oh, well, it's a like, V-shaped bone. I watch a lot of movies. It's the V-shaped bone at the base of a tongue, so I'm going to say, oh. actually, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Ah. 
Yeah. Thank you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, hey, Spencer. Yes, Rich. Can we give points to anybody that follows the show on any social media platform I, at I, LSDL Show? I certainly would. A raise of hands, real quick. Anyone that follows the show on social media? Wow, forty-seven Whoa. hands just raised up. <laughs> That's hey, going to be a real... I think the audience is lying. I think the audience is lying. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question, though. Oh, this okay. is for the Minion Cinematic Universe. On May 1st, 2011, President Obama announced that Osama bin Laden had been killed. But how did most of America find out one hour before uh, Obama made a public, a public announcement? A certain celebrity tweeted, quote, Just got word that will shock the world. Land of the free, home of the brave. Damn proud to be an American. So my question is, what celebrity knew about bin Laden's death before everyone else? And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still <laughs> All right, MC, what celebrity knew about this assassination before anyone? Uh, so I believe, like everyone, when I read this like everyone in America, when I read this tweet, I was in the middle of watching Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's <laughs> true. That uh, Why? I was because it's a great film that I was watching. Eleven years after it came out, you're just Whoa. watching. I watch that movie constantly. <laughs> okay. Um, Arguably the worst Star Wars, but okay. Oh no, not even close. Is that Phantom Menace? Yeah, not even close. Is that the I hate sand? We one? can't do this. Um, <laughs> It was, it was Charlie Sheen. It was Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Okay, Charlie Sheen. So why would, in the early 2000s, Charlie Sheen be privy to this highly held knowledge? Why, why, would, any, why would he do anything that he did? Um, <laughs> Two well, and a Half Men was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> they got all the... Right? Is that... <laughs> John Cryer also knew, but he didn't tweet about it. <laughs> John Cryer was the head of the national... <laughs> was his national security advisor at the time. Yeah, John Cryer was Charlie Sheen's national security yes, advisor. Yeah. So, so, like, can you explain the process of the information being leaked... To well, one, Mr. Sheen, if, he, if, just, he just stumbled into the you know the situation room. If I may, <laughs> if I may quickly take a second here. Oh please, oh boy, um, Spencer. Yes, sir. Can I tell a story? Please do, Jason. <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> this is going to seem like a like it was set up purposefully, but it's not. It was coincidental. Um, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever year this happened in. <laughs> 2011. 2011. Um, around whenever I was having my annual colonoscopy, <laughs> and I had prepped the day before, um, and I went in. I always schedule it early in the day so that I don't. I could eat, you know, for the day because you can't eat, you know, and you drink all the shit that makes you shit. <laughs> prune juice. Uh, sure. Um, prune juice and uh, a lot of a lot of other powder stuff that makes you. Clear out. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't, try it. Um, but I went and I was lying in the bed ready to go in to get my colonoscopy. And the nurse came over and she's like, uh, doctor's not here yet. This is Dr. Jan Francisco. He's not, he's not here yet. He's not in. I was the first of the day because, like I said, I scheduled it early. And um, so I was waiting there. And when I get my colonoscopies, and by the way, if you ever get a colonoscopy, always get the twilight drugs so that they kind of knock you out because you don't want to be awake for it. It's very strange. So I was waiting. I was hooked up to my IVs to, give, to get my, uh, my drugs ready to, you know, into my system. And they're like, well, we'll give you something to relax. The doctor's not in right now. 
Um, about 20 minutes pass, and he's still not in, and it's already like 15 minutes into when I'm supposed to be in the operating room. And uh, the doctor comes in, and he's elated. He's so excited. And he comes over to me, and he's like, Jason, we got him. We got him. Sorry I'm late. I was up all night talking to my people overseas. We got Bin Laden. He's very pumped about it. So how does Charlie Sheen know? The better question is, how does Dr. Jan Francisco in Justice, Illinois know? That is very good, very good. Uh, Do you think it was Charlie Sheen? No, 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 no. Do you think it was Dr. Jan Francisco? It's Dr. Jan Francisco. No. Who was it? It was the governor of Minnesota, one Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura. You ain't got time to bleed. No, you're it's close. So you're close. You're very, so very close. close. Was it Arnold? It was a different wrestler. It was oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, oh same That's guy. Right. Same guy. That's right. Now the idea is that he he has a cousin who was in the Navy SEALs, and of course it was the Navy SEALs who oh, did the mission. Man. So we think that's maybe how he knew. Can yeah. can I round out this trio of, of wrestlers announcing Bin Laden's death? <laughs> Certainly, Rich in the Bay. Uh, even though one isn't real, uh, Jesse the Body. But um, there was a, a WWE <laughs> pay per view that night, and in the main event it was a cage match, a triple threat cage match between the Miz, uh, John Morrison, and and John Cena. Okay. And at the end of the match, John Cena's victorious. He takes that championship belt. He gets word. And mind you, cell phones ain't exactly what they were then as they are now. Right. So a lot of people didn't know. And so he announced to this Tampa arena that we have captured and compromised to a permanent end. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> is that how he phrased it? That is exactly how he phrased it. Please look it up on YouTube. What happened? Did the audience go crazy? Everyone lost their fucking mind. That's minds. how you end a pay-per-view. Okay. <laughs> hey, Spencer, can Rich in the booth get some points for that? Yeah, Rich will give you some points for that. That's a good story. Thank you. Uh, I'll give you um, one point for every person in that match. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, Teenage Streams, this is for you. Yeah. In, in 2012, the Kickstarter that would change the world gave us the Pebble smartwatch, which to this day remains the best-selling smartwatch on the... No, oh, wait, nope, actually, sorry. They filed for insolvency in 2016, <laughs> the minute the Apple Watch uh, went on sale. But if you love Pebbles, don't fret. You can still enjoy the antics of Pebbles Flintstone on Boomerang. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. She was voiced by many actors over the years, including Tress McNeil. While known mostly for her voiceover work, her first major live-action break was in a 1983 music video. What music star gave Tress McNeil her first big live action break in 1983? All right, what music star was it that gave Tress McNeil her big action break? Uh, a live action break. 1983 was right around when MTV made its huge break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of their biggest videos was Take On Me by Aha. 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 And she played uh, the young lady who went to Cartoon World. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, it, that's exactly what it was. Just give them three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. What's the rest of the song? Yeah. Take on me. The video has a it's a man and a woman, right? In Cartoon World? 
Mm-hmm. They like go right. I it's been a while since I've seen, it, but they like go into the TV and they become cartoons. Fun. Did you know who played the man? That's it was not the, what the question is. It was the guy from Aha, wasn't it? Aha. Aha. <laughs> so I have a question. You. Are you saying that her big live-action break was a music video that is mostly cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. They, well, she, that's well, just well, what no, I, they like kind of go back and forth us, between yeah. the cartoon and the and the actual humans. Yeah, they're like, we know you can do this part, so we're just going to give you a little bit of time. Yeah. So they're, they're teasing her into the real-life yeah. realm after her. It was uh, the 80s, and she's work. a woman. It's a little know? bit ironic, but you could say they saw it, and they were like, aha, she's great at being a cartoon. <laughs> Oh, that's where the name comes from. Oh, yeah. Okay, and yeah. so this was in 1983. Uh, mm-hmm. So she must have been really big on The Simpsons at this point in time, which, as we all know, started in 1989. What? Oh, yeah, is that right? That I think I deserve some points for that. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> does, does she do voice work on The Simpsons? Yeah. Oh, who does she play? Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now, but she mm. does someone. Okay, I'll give you, later, later in the you can, show. You can cut my points in half for not knowing who she actually was. I'll give you half points now, half points later when she you She also remember. does a voice on Futurama, but what that voice is, I also don't know. Okay, you so. can't just name Matt Granny properties and expect to get points. <laughs> Do we think they're telling the truth? Was it um, Aha? Was that the music star that broke her out? No. No. Who was it? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. That's in, that's. Um, you see, he's the boss, and the boss gets to decide who's in the music video. That, that is true. You know, he hires the talent. No, it was uh-huh. a. Uh, uh-huh. that, now that's an aha. Uh-huh. That's where Bruce Springsteen got his name. I see. No, it was actually Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. That's right. Uh, she played Lucille Ball uh, in oh, Weird Al's. That's right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Ricky. Was the name of the song. It was a parody of Mickey. Does anyone remember how that goes? No. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Okay, I guess you guys are going to get all the points for that round. Very good. Yay. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. We've moved on. Okay, MCU. (laughs) The state of Illinois has been banning things for years. In the past decade, Illinois banned the sale of shark fins, weed, and the wheelie. That's right. In 2013, Illinois banned any motorcycles to perform wheelies. The first wheelie was done in 1890, mere hours after the invention of the bicycle. And since then, anyone, anyone with a bike, motorized or not, has tried it. The most famous wheelier is Evil Knievel. Evil's known for his large jumps and his many crashes. The one that got away from Evil was jumping the Grand Canyon. He talked about it for years, but he never got around to it. What stopped Evil Knievel from jumping the Grand Canyon? What was it, MCU, that stopped Evil Knievel from making this jump? Um, the government. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, what, what in your life has the government stopped you from doing that you really want to do, Jason? Um, was it a medical procedure? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's gotten all of those, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of that guy... <laughs> that likes to collect medical procedures. Did you ever meet a guy like me? <laughs> You've almost got a whole, all 150, right? Yes. Okay, I've almost collected them all. That's, so. that's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. It's open for anyone on that side. Is there anything that you wanted to do that like, government law prevents you from doing? Smoking weed, obviously, is now legal in Illinois. Anything else? Speeding. <laughs> I'd still do it. 
Because I'm a badass. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my guy. What's the fastest you've gone? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, while, while I'm driving, because I'd yeah. like in a plane like 500 miles an hour, <laughs> but you know, in a car. How fast uh, have you driven? Uh, I got up to 95 once when I was ah. in high school. I, I, think, I think I got up to 103 going downhill. Uh, and this also, the I, car I, I drove at the time, I still drive, and it was rattling then, so you can only imagine how much it rattles now. Uh, I, I got, I think, something in the neighborhood of 10 speeding tickets when I was in high school, and I had to do, oh, many double digits worth of, of um, tickets. What was it called? Traffic school. I do not drive. I'm driven for 10 years now, and I think there's a reason for that. I only got one. I've only ever gotten one ticket. And it was from France, and I got it six months after I went there. And so it was delayed. Like, it was overdue by the time I got it, and the whole thing was in French. What? And I had to send them 100 euros. <laughs> hey, Spencer, what if, what did you, you send them what the euros? You did, though? What are they going to do? I did it because I was honestly afraid. I was like, if I don't pay this, and I ever decide to return to France, which... Maybe, hopefully. How much would it stink to like them scan your passport and be like, you owe us 2,000 euro. Can you this. say that in French, please? No. <laughs> Very clever. Hey, Spencer? Yes, Jason. Can I, t- can I tell a quick story? Uh-oh. Quick story, interesting. Uh, let's try a different tactic. Yes, a quick story. Um, <laughs> my first car was a 1994 Chevy Monte Carlo, and it had... Uh, blacked out tinted windows uh, on it. I bought it that way. I didn't do that because I'm not that kind of guy. A quick story, Jason. Oh. Um, and I got pulled over in River Forest, Illinois um, visiting a friend at Dominican University. Quick story, Jason. Quick story. And I got pulled over and I guess you can't have tinted windows in Illinois. Ugh. Anyway, so I got a ticket for tinted windows and I had to drive all the way back to River Forest to go to court that day. Mm. And when I got up in front of the judge, I said, hi, I'm Jason. And he's like, you got to address me as sir. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And he said, get out of my courtroom. And I had to go back (laughs) months later. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Is the judge alive? He died two weeks later. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Are they telling the truth? Was it the government that stopped evil can evil? No. No? Okay. What, What was it? Oh, it was clearly, um, it was arthritis. Mm-hmm. Oh, arthritis. His arthritic hands couldn't allow yeah. him I see. to grasp. He waited too long and then... He waited too long and, yeah. No, actually, uh, it was the government. It was exactly oh. the United States Department of the Interior. Very good. Yeah, they want to give him the permits for the... <laughs> Jason's taking a bow. Very good, very good, Jason. also arthritis. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I've gotten two questions right in the show in all the t- years I've been doing this show. That was the second one. The first, out, the first one was a luau burger from McDonald's. <laughs> it's a grilled pineapple burger. I'll remember it forever. All right, Teenage Streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2011, the Swedish developer and alt-right incel known as Notch released Minecraft, a sandbox survival game that by late 2019 had become the best-selling video game of all time. The game was so popular that it was ported to virtually every system an eight-year-old might want to play, including Nintendo Switch, iPad, and even the Raspberry Pi. Now, speaking of porting raspberries, what country was the world's number one exporter of raspberries in 2017? (laughs) Just 2017. Specifically. Side to side, side to side. 
This is a, this is a real song they made, huh? Somebody made this song. All right. Certainly did. Teenage Streams, tell me, what country was the world's number one exporter of raspberries in 2017? Somalia. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's not a joke. It's the answer. <laughs> so, what kind, so what kind of climate do raspberries sort of prefer? They, they like a kind of temperate climate on the warmer side. Mm-hmm. They like drier soil so Sand. that they get most... Sand. Sand. Uh, so that they get most of the moisture, and the sunlight is very important. That's why they're red. <laughs> what? And juicy. How do they grow? Is it like on a vine, like a grape, or is it uh, in a bush, like a... It's on a bush. Yeah, it's a bush of, of hard workers. Mm-hmm. We had raspberry bushes on the, the street, on the road that I grew up on, and we'd go pick them with my mom. Would you say that? Where, where'd, where'd you grow up, Heather? Uh, a little t- Yes. <laughs> a small town outside of Cincinnati. And you would say Cincinnati has a similar climate to Somalia, probably. No, our raspberries, I didn't say they were good. <laughs> I didn't say that we exported many. <laughs> Fair enough. That's right, because Somalian raspberries are known for their lushness and sweetness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the time that it takes to sail them across and when the you go many to, oceans to many other countries, they ripen to perfection. And when you go to Somalia, you leave happy because you have pockets full of raspberries. I think, isn't that their, uh, their slogan, the tourism I slogan? Come hungry, leave happy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it used to be leave happy and sticky, but the, that was sticky. too oh. much for the government. <laughs> was, it, was it Somalia no. in 2017? Maybe no. another year, but maybe not 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think Somalia got it in 2014, but by 2017, the raspberry market is drastically changed. Certainly. Who do you think it was then? Uh, I'm going to go with the United States of America. A safe bet, yes. Uh, very close, and incredibly close. Uh, but no, it was actually Russia. Canada? Damn. Oh, Somalia. That's yeah. not. It was, I mean, uh, they're pretty much the same countries. <laughs> That's Somalia. I think we should get some points for that. that, that uh, is, yeah. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. What is Russia's slogan? Yeah. Uh, it's when you're here, your family, right? <laughs> In Russian. Oh, I don't speak Russian. Cop out. <laughs> when you're here, your comrades. What's the translation then? Do it. <laughs> Join. Just say something. I'll move on. What? Thank you. <laughs> okay, Minion Cinematic Universe. It's January, and you know what that means. Everyone picks a resolution to hit the reset button on the previous month's debauchery. The Guardian has listed clean eating as one of the worst trends of the 2010s, and nothing is worse than Whole30, the 30-day fad diet that emphasizes whole foods and the elimination of sugar, alcohol, grains, legumes, soy, dairy, you know, all the good stuff. What unclean habit did Whole30 co-creator Melissa Hartwig Urban have before inventing the Whole30? What was the unclean habit one of the inventors of Whole30 had? Um, this is disgusting, and I regret saying it, but it's true. Uh, like pimple popping. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gross, but it's like, not correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is not gross? Is that what you're getting at, Cynthia? No, I mean, it's gross to pimple pop, but it's not correct. That's not her. Well, if it's gross, how come there's a whole program called Dr. Pimple Popper? Some people really like watching it, and it upsets me. It's, it's stressful. The thought of it is very stressful. Yeah. Well, it's like how some people like to pop those packaging bubbles. It's like that only you get a surprise. <laughs> oh. Well, not really a surprise. I think you know what you get. 
Uh, have any of you made resolutions this year? No, and I never do. Oh, wow. Is it a... I, I, every year I resolve not to not to make any improvements to myself. Oh. <laughs> and I always a succeed. Huh. I like get what you're saying though, but I not in that way, but I feel like you can decide to change something at any moment, any day of the you, year. So like putting the pressure on yourself to do it on January 1st is kind of setting yourself up for failure. Right, because then that pressure might build up and mm-hmm. you have to pop it. Yeah, <laughs> like a pimple. Still not the right answer. <laughs> so if it wasn't pimple popping, then, then what was this unclean habit that she had? Uh, she liked to smoke. Smoking. She was a pack-a-day smoker, and she did a little cocaine. A little bit of cocaine. Just a little bit of cocaine. Very Gosh. close. Uh, no, it was, it was cool. heroin. It was actually heroin. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. But after two stints in rehab and years of therapy, she and her ex-husband decided they needed to clean up their eating habits, and the whole 30 was born. Thanks a lot, heroin. <laughs> All right, teenage dreams. Yes. October 21st, 2015. That's the day Marty McFly and Doc Brown travel to the future. But to us, it feels like literally a million years ago. Nevertheless, the film introduced audiences with a vision of the future that got a few things right. Video chat, hoverboards, the sports almanac craze. One thing the movie didn't get right, though, was dehydrated pizza. Uh, In the movie, you'll remember, uh, Lorraine cooks a Pizza Hut pizza in 30 seconds flat. Now, Pizza Hut may not have delivered on dehydrated pizzas, but it did introduce an innovative new direction for its products in the real 2015. What radical food innovation did Pizza Hut announce in 2015? <laughs> All right, teenage streams, what radical food innovation did Pizza Hut announce in 2015? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had like a, I was like kind of go through my timeline of Pizza Hut innovations because stuffed crust was way back when we were kids, um, and the cheese it Pizza Hut thing was this year. Mm-hmm. Well, last and, year, and which very I, good. I have not gotten yet, and I love cheese its One of my friends tried to get for my birthday, didn't happen, and I'm still salty. Um, anyway, <laughs> much like but, cheese Like going through the timeline, I think. 2015 was like the pretzel crust mm. thing. Pretzel crust. Because they're always mm-hmm. messing with the crust. They're always messing with the crust. Uh-huh. So it's what is the it's the crust is a pretzel? It's like a pretzel and you can peel it off and like then Then how do you that. how do you hold the slice? How do you ever hold the slice? You can you can you do that. Crust. You can like peel the pretzel off and dunk it, or you can eat the pizza and then when it's done you have the pretzel. Options. To each That's what we're about. You Options. Roll it up and then it's like it's a pizza roll with yeah. a pretzel inside. Well, I usually just eat the crust and throw the rest of the middle part away. Lots of it's pizza. Like the, you know, it's like the, the rind. Yeah, lots of pizza doesn't have crust, like the, the kind you get in elementary school. We were talking about this the other day, yeah. where it's just like the rectangle and it's kind of soggy and you roll it up and that's how you eat it. And every cafeteria had that pizza. We or, did have that pizza, but I never rolled it up. I never rolled it up either. That's, Some people know oh, what I'm talking about. That's wild. Off, the toppings just slide Yeah, you take off. a bite and the whole entire rectangle of cheese. And well, that's why you just got to hold it like this. <laughs> I think it's a rolling like a panini. Yeah. <laughs> we had the octagonal pizza. The octagonal pizza? Yes, and it was uh, it was Mexican style pizza. It was like a fiestada. Oh. Listen, I lived in Michigan, so <laughs> that was exotic. So it had ocho sides. What made it Mexican? It, it tasted different. Oh, okay. <laughs> Put a little cumin. Was in this there. was this a like combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell? <laughs> oh. Oh, we man. had a combo Pizza Hut Taco Bell in my college town. It was the only fast food we had for years. But the Pizza Hut side of it closed. 
<laughs> it was just a Taco that's, Bell that's like, with like an old Pizza Hut logo. And before it closed, I little, went there once. That, that's like when a Siamese twin, one of them dies, and the other one has to just look around. Like, Can you imagine like working at the Taco Bell and then seeing the Pizza Hut employees being fired or laid off? <laughs> and just being like, ooh. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt you, Heather. No, I mean, before they closed, I, this was, should have been foreshadowing. One time I went there, and I tried to get a a personal pan cheese pizza and they're like we're out of cheese <laughs> out of cheese and, then like and six Taco months... Bell won't share with us <laughs> I would have eaten a pizza pizza with Taco Bell cheese on it gladly I was drunk <laughs> that sounds pretty good then. it would be good anyway yes do we think it's on the truth is it this pretzel crust uh no okay what do you think the true answer is the uh, bread bowl pasta the bread bowl pasta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was actually a little bit more uh, broad. Um, it was no more artificial ingredients. Yeah. So in 2015, the Yum brand subsidiary announced a new ingredients brand standards across its supply chain, getting rid of things like hydrogenated oils and meat fillers. Do so you, when did they reverse that? Later that year? Yeah, the next month. It was the next month. Do, yeah. do you remember when, when Domino's had all those commercials that was like, we know our food is dog shit. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we fucked up. That, we, we, we fucked up real bad. Yeah. So what I heard was all natural pretzel crust. <laughs> From the finest German bakeries. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, this is going to be the last question for MCU here. Mm. Oh man. And I'm sorry, but the game does have to end at some point. Okay, that's fine. So in 2015, the world lost longtime Sports Center anchor Stuart Scott. Stuart helped define ESPN in the early days by relating to younger viewers and new demographics, specifically with his catchphrases. Stuart had several catchphrases, including uh, as cool as the other side of the pillow, just call him butter because he's on a roll, and his oh. most quoted, booyah. Many give Stuart Scott credit for introducing Booyah into pop culture, but Booyah was already something before then. What's Booyah? Good luck, three white guys. All right, Minion Cinematic Universe. What do we think Booyah is? It's a sailing term. A sailing term. Oh, oh, oh cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just because it sounds like buoy? <laughs> no, you don't ride you don't, on a buoy. Because yeah. it sounds like yacht. <laughs> it's a buoy yacht. yacht. That's actually the etymology of Booyah. <laughs> started as Booyah. Uh, I don't go on the water much because I almost drowned three times. So I'd just we, like to... We know. Like, uh, so Nick, I'd like to know, what exactly is a Booyah and how is it used on a, a ship or a boat? Or It's a type of knot. Oh, so, uh, could you explain it? Well, well, uh, do you have some rope? I could just... Uh... Well, well, why would you make this knot? Because there's like different cable. types of knots. So you usually do this knot to tie the line, and if you are a sailor, you would know you don't call them ropes, you call them lines, okay. to the uh, bottom of your spinnaker. And a spinnaker is... <laughs> it's a... The University of North Florida uh, school newspaper. I see. That's true. <laughs> it, it's a sure. sail. That you use when you're sailing. Down Why wouldn't there. I use a slip knot or a square knot? Slip knot is a band. <laughs> that is and true. It's a also square a knot. knots. You don't. That you need two pieces of rope for that. Two pieces of line. Yeah, the same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so why was Stuart Scott saying, Stuart Scott saying not? Why was he saying booyah? Because it kept the uh, spinnaker on the, the thing. Yeah, yeah you can't sail so without a spinnaker. Was he like, because booyah, like, gotcha, like, you're tied up. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're tied up. Ooh, you're going this nowhere. Match is yeah. tied the very up. secure knot. Yeah. Tied up. You're not going to get your spinnaker. <laughs> just real quick. Ooh, yeah. One last question for them. Yeah. I know a spinnaker is a sale, and they think a spinnaker is a sale. So that's, well, I that's know fine. a spinnaker. I know where, it is the University is of North Florida school newspaper. And earlier in December, I was on a boat for a week. <laughs> a whole week? They didn't catch you? A whole week. <laughs> no, I'm very sneaky. Yeah, that's true. You weren't even supposed to be on the show tonight, and here you are. Here I am. Uh, what do we th- are they telling the truth? Is it? Uh, no. 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 Okay. No. What, what, what is booyah? It's uh, short for an old war cry, Booyakasha! <laughs> ah, yes, of course, that, that old war cry. <laughs> no, uh, it's actually a stew. It's a, a thick stew that originated out. in Belgium. So the three white guys maybe should have gotten that one. <laughs> Instead, we made it about Taste sailing. Yeah, made it about sailing. <laughs> Why? Right. Just lean in, baby. Here's Just lean a, in. Our, our final question of the night, and this is for Teenage Streams. Oh, Do you remember the Harlem Shake? Mm-hmm. In 2013, yeah. yeah, thank you. That's not the question. In 2013, yet but again, they don't remember it. <laughs> you're out. In 2013, yet again, the goddamn cream rose to the goddamn top of the internet when the Harlem Shake became so popular that over 4,000 Harlem Shake videos were being uploaded to YouTube per day. Now, what's weird is where I'm from in Florida, the Harlem Shake is just what we call it when one of the Globetrotters has a wet T-shirt contest at their summer home in Boca Raton. Don't laugh. My parents, no, don't laugh. My parents met at Meadowlark Lemon's housewarming party. Stew. So what I want to know is, how did the dance term Harlem Shake originate? Not the meme on YouTube, but the actual All right, where did this term, the Harlem Shake, originate? Well, um, Harlem is a, a jazz re- renaissance uh, time, so it came from uh, dancers who would be dancing at those jazz clubs. Gotcha. During. Those dirty jazz clubs. Those That's jazz right. cigarettes. <laughs> Welcome to the 20s. <laughs> they were roaring and a shaking. Hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. Can I tell a quick anecdote? <laughs> Oh, we're going to mix things up this time. No stories. Yeah. Sure. What's your anecdote from Jason? Um, just backstage before the show started, I learned that Johnny, who's sitting next to me, was in the jazz band. Oh, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> just want everyone to know. That's very kind of you. In high school, not like now or anything. <laughs> what did you play? Trombone. That's what I thought. Also known as the you jazz band. You should get, get some, some points, points for that. For, for knowing. Yeah. Thanks, man. I will. Yeah. Jason thought saxophone. I play the saxophone. What kind of saxophone? A con. I'm sorry? <laughs> but what? Did you just give me the name of the brand of saxophone? I meant alto or tenor. The flavor. That's a, a callback from backstage. There was oh. a, that exact conversation happened. Good, good. Let's, let's end the show on a high note. <laughs> like the high of sharp. Which the high is of sharp. We have a lot of band nerds in this cast. I'm yes. curious. And a couple band cool guys. <laughs> and cool... I'm cool. <laughs> what what is the most I don't know, like what is the sexiest instrument? You're like, oh, everyone who plays a trumpet, yeah, they're pretty hot. No, no, like, the guys who play trumpets were jerks. They thought they were so cool because their instruments were louder than everyone. <laughs> the, the sexiest like band instrument or the sexiest instrument of any instrument? Well, let's go band instrument and then any instrument. Well, any instrument's easy. It's theremin. The, uh, theremin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yep. Because because you could because you it's the only instrument that you can very easily play with your penis. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, it's just good practice for like oh. grabbing. That's just math. Yeah, 
You can play. Are with you asking Disney about the instrument well, itself, in or the people case, who played the instrument? Oh, nobody that plays with the sound. No. Like I think the, the sexiest mm. instrument, if we're talking about, you can play it with your genitalia, would be the piano. <laughs> <laughs> no chopsticks. Um, not not for me. It would be the the jaw harp. The, j- <laughs> the jaw harp. <laughs> I, I, I would I would see that. Can, can you describe for the audience on the podcast what you're doing with your body? <laughs> I am lifting one hip ever so slightly back and forth, As and if. my hands are doing the motion. Doing the motion. <laughs> they are doing the motion. Uh, what, what was your answer? Oh, the Harlem Jazz Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Is, is this where the, uh, the term came jazz. from? Yeah, we think they're telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, uh, I can't believe it. They, they fooled you. That's, that's not true. It was a man named Al B. who used to entertain crowds at the famous Rucker Park basketball courts in Harlem, New York City. Now, here, here's the actual quote. He says... He was uh, uh, inspired by ancient Egypt when he created it, and he described it, and was only, without a doubt, the quote of the goddamn millennium. He said, quote, it was a drunken dance, you know, from the mummies in the tombs. That's what the mummies used to do. They was all wrapped up and taped up, so they couldn't really move. All they could do was shake. <laughs> so we've reached the end of the game. That's, wow. and can you give Al B some points for that answer? I'll give, incredible. I'll give Al B some points. Can you also give the Magi some points? <laughs> Who's the Magi? The Mummies. <laughs> I'm sorry? It's from the ride, The Mummy. From the ride, The Mummy. Okay, In great. Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. A lot of Florida references tonight, <laughs> as always. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, uh, I have earned uh, 10 points for some reason. Rich in the booth has earned 3 points. Sorry, Rich. Maybe next week will win. Uh, I'll be also has 10 points. Uh, Minion Cinematic Universe, you're going to lead the game with 30 points. But our big winners, Teenage Streams with 50 points. Hey! Congratulations. Yeah. So I want to thank both teams. I want to thank the, uh, the, the team that opened up for us tonight, Above Ground Pool. I want to thank everyone here in the audience and everyone in the audience at home. I want to thank Rich in the booth. Have a good night and get home safe. Hey! Booyah! Booyah! Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Wednesday at 7.30, right here in Chicago at the world-famous I.O. Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to ioimprov.com and use the code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Peter Williams can be found tweeting as his paranormal alter ego, Clay Goodman, on Twitter at Real Ghost Beef. Heather Scholl can be seen performing in Chicago with Anarchy, an improvised rock opera. Cynthia Kamak performs with Comedy Sports Chicago. Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with the house team Cozy. You can check out the crowd's house team night every Friday at 10 p.m. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.